throughout the week and also knowledge that you probably meant to Google or there was just enough out there mm-hmm. that it was probably helping you lose sleep. We are actually <laughs> providing sleep back to you. So today, <laughs> helping you with your financial health, we have Cassandra Brazier and Carla zevnik Seifzer from ClearStep Financial. Thank you for joining Hello. us again. Yeah. Good and morning. we probably want to Good turn morning. your mic on, Carla. I feel like it's off. There we go. And so we are all part of the family here, encouraging people to have their financial health is what we're doing here. Absolutely. And I am uh, very happy to talk about what we have today because (laughs) this is proof. uh, You know, with I am very fortunate that this is my job. My job Mm -hmm. is to learn Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. from our panel, uh, our rotating panel experts. And um, uh, Carla... Your daughter, Cassandra, is amazing because she sat down with me like (laughs) over a year ago, actually like uh, made me feel a lot better about some of the financial decisions that I had made because I was one of those people that I'm like, well, I'm trying, but I'm not sure I'm doing (laughs) the right thing. Made a complex situation (laughs) easy to understand. Exactly. Like laid it all out and actually gave me some foundational tools that Mm -hmm. as... As all of these stories that you read, all these headlines that come Mm -hmm. into your life when you're just bombarded with them and your phone starts yelling at you about something that's going on out in the universe Mm -hmm. and me going, should I panic about this? Cassandra's like, okay, don't worry. These are what these words and this alphabet soup of financial things mm-hmm. actually mean. So right. she's been a great help. So you should be very proud. Yeah, I am. Yes. She's excellent. Yes. I had a good teacher too. Yeah. Yes. And just let's remind everybody the differentiating factors between ClearStap and some of the other uh, financial advisors that you might work yes. with. Sure. That's something, that's a good question. And we're going to actually dig into that too a little bit further down in the in the lineup here. Mm-hmm. But from a from a ten thousand foot standpoint, who we are, we're a group of advisors. We have multiple branches and a few various different states. Um, we also have a group of people that are experts in other areas that complement the financial industry that work with us. So could be attorneys that you know do the state planning or long term care issues or. Um, mortgage specialists, this could be property and casualty people. So there's various other areas that really overlap with what we do that we also work with. So not only do we cover the whole financial planning, retirement planning spectrum of things and the insurance side of it, but we also have various other experts that work with us that help to kind of bridge the gap between other areas that overlap with finances and retirement. Which is right. part of the fantastic thing, because a lot of times I feel like as a consumer, you're going, I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being able to have a key person that can basically s- connect all of those di- dots for you and go, mm-hmm. here's how they all work together and going, no, this is what a tax advisor does. This right. is what an accountant does. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, because sometimes right. you're like, OK, do I need a this or do I need right. a that? And mm-hmm. so for you to be able to go, eh, maybe right. you need to talk to this mul- the these different layers of people to actually get things accomplished right Mm -hmm. to make sense of everything and so what what do we do that's a common question and we are a group of financial advisors and of course cassandra and i have been doing this for years and years and years and our focus is to educate and teach and help people and then help them put financial plans in place help them Mm -hmm. achieve their financial goals whether that be retirement whether that be college for kids or whether it be uh, saving for unexpected events or things coming up a new home whatever it is we that's what we do is help people to put plans in place Mm -hmm. and we always encourage you to be part of the mom show the number is 651-641-1071 that's 651-641-1071 also want to remind you that all of this information today may be very appropriate for you but it is not specific information for you we want to make sure that you go out and speak to your own financial advisor although this is a very good place for you to start we also want to remind you that securities and advisory services offered through Harbor Investment Inc., member FINRA SIPC. And one of the things that we haven't covered in a while when uh, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, you guys have been on is the initial that you kind of start with seven steps that mm-hmm. you encourage your clients to kind of look at as they're mm-hmm. starting this road. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The first thing we look at is just trying to um if you have financial goals, it's good to just look at how much do you have to work with. So what what is it? What is your monthly cash flow look like? And trying to get as much freed up as possible to be able to put towards those financial goals. There's a lot of places money can hide, and so we kind of go through with some different ideas with people and seeing if they can free things up in different areas. But that's the first step. Yeah, when we look at debt, we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we get rid of debt that's not good debt, right? Like high interest credit card debt, that type of thing. And uh, even looking at ways to pay off that mortgage maybe sooner than than expected. But we don't. We also want to make sure that there's money for savings. So like Cassandra said, we look at the total financial picture, income mm-hmm. versus expenses. Yep. And then we look at trying to put something in place for, uh, you could say emergencies, you could say unexpected events. So just having some kind of a cushion. We're also going to talk about that a little bit more in detail. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth step And is, then we have insurance. So we look... Our favorite thing to talk about. Oh, Shannon, it's your favorite. I know it's your favorite. <laughs> we enjoy that. And it's a gift of love. Life insurance is a, is a gift of love, How many love times too. have you heard that now, Shannon? Uh, about 300,000. <laughs> but I agree with every time you said it. And is it term? Is it permanent life? And we have ways to make sure that what you're looking for fits into your total financial plan. But there's all different types of vehicles there. Should I take, someone just emailed me, should I, should I take this extra insurance at work? Should I mm-hmm. get some outside of work? And of course, we always recommend take what you can out of work, but also get uh, outside of work as well, because then it's permanent, then it's yours. Then you right. can take it with wherever you want and you don't have to prove insurability again then. Right. Yeah. But that, that is a good question because some, it's every now and then I found company uh, insurance plans just to to be a little bit more. Okay, it's not often, mm-hmm. but well, I have seen it expense out there. Wise, yep. Right, mm-hmm. where sometimes for whatever reason the plan that they have through insurance or through their work. It is a little bit more, so sometimes we can do something a little bit cheaper, and then it's in it's in their hands. And then whether they they work there or not, they have the plan to be able right. to have. So it it does it is so case specific. Right, right. That's the thing. And then the the fifth thing we look at is the long term savings. It's helping people know based on when that retirement goal is or that financial independence goal, whatever you want to call it. Because I think retirement looks very different now than it did. Even 10 years ago, I think right, it looks right, different. Right. So it's just at least having some kind of game plan. You have to at least have some kind of goal to shoot for. Otherwise, you can't solve for what steps to take to get to that exactly. goal. So mm-hmm. we at least need to have some kind of a goal to shoot for. And that can change over time. And the way people invest to get retired is a different way than when you turn income on. Okay. It's a two-step process there. People don't realize that, but the way you invest to save and achieve your financial goals is is we have all kinds of documentation to support that, that it's important to shift gears when you, within five years, when you want to turn income on mm-hmm. to be able to prepare for that because that's that could be 30, 40 years. People right. are living longer. They may not be healthier, but they're living longer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And centenarians, people reaching age 100, it's common nowadays. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that you don't outlive your money. Right. right. So that's the next step is right. just plan, having a plan, plan for how you take the income out of your retirement savings right. or Social Security or having that all 
work together, you know, for your plan. Right. And we offer educational seminars as well. Mm -hmm. So next year we're planning on our educational seminars. We just had a women in investing seminar this past week. But one of the topics we talked about is Social Security and how down the road when all the baby boomers do get on Social Security that that there may not be as much there that people think there is for for that income. Mm-hmm. So, again, we look at that total picture and just help people put those plans in place. Mm-hmm. And, and then the last one is just the estate planning aspect of it. And that's where, again, some of those attorneys that work with us come into play. If people need some kind of a plan in place, whether it's wills, trust, powers of attorney, health care directives. What do you always say about those documents? Always get your health care and power of attorney, no matter what. Get those directives. <laughs> and where do you keep them? <laughs> and you keep them in your glove compartment in your car. <laughs> you give them to your loved ones, too. But always keep those directives in your glove compartment. If you ever urgent, you know where they're at. You're A lot of times I'm in the car anyway. I'm driving. I always <laughs> have true. them there. And it's so important to mm-hmm. get those directives. Remember... Kids, I always say this, if you have college kids or if you have 18, 19-year-olds, make sure they have their own directives Mm -hmm. because if they do go into a hospital, you cannot call and get information once they're age 18. Right, and there are so many little things along the road that we don't expect everyone to know. That's Mm -hmm. why you can go and actually talk to an expert that can can get all of these things together for you. So don't think that you you have to be so overwhelmed with the concept that you don't even start and you get paralyzed. And that's why, too, one of the things that we always do is if that's one of your goals for this next year in 2020 is to really look at if there are any missing pieces in your financial picture. But the holidays and everything, it's so crazy. This isn't the time maybe for you or maybe it is. But go to our website, go to clearstepfinancial.com and send us a note and we will get in touch with you in 2020. Well, what specifically are we going to cover today, ladies? We have some fun topics on diversification. So there are five key areas of diversification that you want to make sure you have in your portfolio all right we'll also take your questions you can be part of the mom show call us at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back Welcome back to the Mom Show on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm in Shannon here with Cassandra Brazier and Carla Zevnik Seifser from ClearStep Financial and MomsTalkMoney.com talking about diversification. And I mm-hmm. feel like it's just kind of that time of year. We either go, here's how you can hunker down mm-hmm. and not overspend because we're going into the holidays. And so I think it's a good time to talk about here's some positive things that you can do with your money and other things that you can focus on so you don't go, well, the only thing I can do this time of year is spend. Right? Right. (laughs) Exactly. There are other things. This Mm -hmm. is actually a great time. People take time during the the months here in fall Mm -hmm. to reevaluate and put plans in place. It's actually a great time to do that. Mm -hmm. Most people want to do it before the new year. They want, it's a good time. Like you said, they're spending, they're thinking about their finances, and so it's a great time to put plans yeah. in place. I mean, if you sit down and, and go over some of it and feel like you have a game plan in place, I think you feel a lot more accomplished going right. into the new year. Right. That's not to more say control. that a lot of people don't aren't ready right after the new year, too. I think it just depends right. on where you're at. Some people, I think it's just a crazy time of year, and they say, mm-hmm. I want to do it, and then they get in touch with us, and then they feel good knowing it's going to happen after the new right. year. Some people say, no, I just need to do it right now right. and get it done. And t- I, Yeah, I like doing that as well, because it is like that time of year where we also kind of hibernate, and it's a good time to sit down with depending on what type of uh of a person you are you can sit down with a glass of eggnog something warm <laughs> some tea yeah. maybe a little red wine 
late at night, whatever it works. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good time to kind of sit down and look right. over things. And yes. you know what? When you meet, and that's a good, in addition to that, when you're with family and you're having these discussions, openly discuss your, maybe your estate plan, your wills, mm. your trust. Mm-hmm. It is a wonderful time. Don't hide that right. stuff because... Bring it out in the open now and discuss it so that there's no confusion. If something happens, how many unexpected deaths are there from all different ages? We've had people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and obviously beyond uh, pass away unexpectedly. But Mm -hmm. if you get that in place and you talk about it and you people are much more, uh, they feel better with their family situations then. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is just a matter of trying to reframe the way that we think about these things. Instead of going, oh, it's a, you know, I'm feeling restricted or I'm feeling I don't like to talk about these things because they're sad or they're depressing. It mm-hmm. is empowering yeah. also to know that you have all of these things right. taken care of and that you are right. not leaving a scenario where your family has to worry a about mess. things. Right, a exactly. Mess. I mean, that actually, that was one of the best things about mm-hmm. when I actually sat down and wrote this will that I'm right. going, oh, wait, now it's just yeah. done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, right. and even like the silly Feels things good. about it, it did feel good because I actually got to go and tell my younger sisters, look, if you don't want my stuff, don't feel like my memory will be mad at you for not wanting it. I, I'm cool. If you yeah. don't want it, here's, here's the plan of how to get rid of the things you don't want. Don't feel guilty. And, right. there, and we did get to laugh about it and think about those That's things. Neat. But there are lots of those opportunities as you're discussing these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think it is helpful. They're good conversations to have. So we're going to talk about different diverse, different ways of diversifying, first from a time frame standpoint, because we have different goals based on time, and we usually break it down into three different time frames, where we might need money, which could be three different pockets of money for three or different... buckets or whatever right. you buckets, want to call it. Right, right, right. And then we're going to talk a little bit about taxes, but right now we're going to talk about time frames. So the first bucket that we always want to prepare for and save for is money for savings, maybe slash emergency type of funds. There's places, you usually you want three to six months of income set aside, um, part of that should be in a savings account where it's accessible, mm-hmm. right, within a day or two that you can access it. But we also sometimes take the three to six months and we put it in places where you might be able to generate maybe three to five percent, still very conservative, but where you could make money on your money as well. Right. And I think a lot of those, because one of the things that you both talked about, Cassandra and Carla, are there's so many online resources out there. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's accessible but it's not, you know, kind of thing. So you're not right. seeing it every day, but it is one of those things that usually in two to three business days, mm-hmm. you can get these things in yep. your account right. if there Absolutely. really was an emergency. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yep. That is one of the things you can look at a, an online savings just for that immediate, more immediate, you know, just need the cash and have it on hand if something unforeseen happens. How How many of us have had an unforeseen thing happen at right. some point right. in our lives. And you're like, whoops, right. okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. And you don't want to go to credit card for that. You want to prepare right. and build up that liquid savings account. And I, you know, when we sit down with people, I really enjoy seeing that. There's a, there's people that really are doing a good job with their savings mm-hmm. and they're building those savings accounts up. So, And the one thing I would say, though, is it, you still may put it on the credit card initially, but the fact that you have the cash right there, then you just pay it off right away, too. Right. So okay. those are all right. good habits. If mm-hmm. you good are habits, using the credit right. card, you have the cash, you pay it off, then it's done. 
Right, right, exactly. Then we have our midterm account, which is great to have midterm money. In fact, I love this. Cassandra was talking about this morning how she's going to teach her children how to have the short-term accounts, the midterm accounts, and then long-term. Even st- why not? They're they're young, but why not start saving for college? Have a little well, jar. college retirement too. Yes, college and retirement. Retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, right. I think that especially based upon the way that money works mm-hmm. in our current era, mm-hmm. it is difficult to teach our kids that money and credit are tangible things that are important. Because even when I'm at the store and I'm trying to articulate this to my 11-year-old, where it used to be my mom could go, here's all the money in my purse we don't have anymore. Right. Right. He never sees me with anything tangible. So going, it's just (laughs) math in your head. Good point. You know, it's very difficult Mm -hmm. anyway to kind of like instill Mm -hmm. these lessons that you run out of these things. Mm -hmm. Right. You Mm -hmm. only have so much. So we can't just walk out of here with everything. Because he doesn't get that. Right. So how do you, how are you going to try and encourage your children to learn these lessons? The Shannon, the jar system. The jar. jar. We talked about that. You know, depending on what you're having them saving for, I think, but that's where you can help in a tangible way, right? Save for different specific things. I think for kids especially, things need to be tangible, right? Right. They need Mm -hmm. to hold it, feel it, see it, whatever, be doing it and have an active, uh, you know, participate in it in some way it was funny i read i read a funny thing online where it said my daughter asked me why do we say hang up the phone <laughs> right i mean it's those things like with the money right, right? Exactly. it's stuff that we talk about that, that we just all grew isn't up the way with, it works now where right. right where it's totally different now so these are all things that we need i thought you'd get a kick out yeah, of that exactly. she's still oh, laughing that's good. So, that's good. That's but that's good. that those my are the aunt things would say put out the lights evolved. right put exactly <laughs> and talk about Close the ice the box ice box yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. We're like, so, none of that. None but of that those anymore. are That's right. the evolution, right? And so that with money, with kids, I think the more tangible you can make it, the better because they, they that's what they need. Yes. Yes. So those, so the midterm accounts are, could be from anything from one to five years where we may need money. So if you have a small child that maybe you're going to take a vacation in a couple of years, why wouldn't you help them to save okay. for that bucket yes. in a in a mason jar? This can also be used for adults too. Adults can save in envelopes or mason jars as well. Right. And I think you can maybe have that as a starting point. I also, for adults especially, and for kids, like our kids have accounts, right? They yes. have insurance, they have accounts, but they need something to see initially, right? And then right. you can take it and then put it in the accounts and explain that process to them. Right. But for adults too, I think it's important. The way I explain the midterm account is you've got your short-term money that we talked about. You've Everyone, I think, pretty much understands the long-term too, right? Yes, Saving right. for retirement. Right. But the midterm bucket is a common missing piece for people. But in my opinion, it it almost gives the insurance of the other two being successful. Okay. Because if you don't have that midterm piece, there's going to be things you're going to want to spend money on between now and retirement that are not urgent emergency type situations, Mm -hmm. whether it's trips, a new car, getting new appliances, whatever it might be that's not an emergency. Right. Oh, we just want to get a new TV, whatever that looks like for your family or for your situation. And that's where the midterm account can come into play because it's a liquid account that you want to have access to that ensures that you're not going to dip into your emergency fund or your short-term savings. You're not going to dip into your retirement. And then you have a place to go to for that money and just keep building it back up again. Do some right. kind of monthly contribution or just right. have it sitting there right. and then dip into it when you need it, re- continue to replenish it. And it could be something too that maybe you don't use up and you use right. for retirement. You could. Absolutely. So eventually, you're, you know, it's it, you're saying, 
okay, mentally prepare yourself for this account to do a certain thing. But yeah. then also, if you don't use it, don't feel bad. It's, it's, it's like, it's, like sure. it's totally sure. fine if you don't spend it all. Right. Sure. Okay. Right. You Absolutely. can use it for other things. Remember, what we do, too, is we look at different buckets of money, pockets of money, and we give them a goal. We give them a job. And it might be midterm, but it also might be part retirement where maybe you're putting a number, a few hundred dollars a month in there. You don't use it all. You can use it if you want, but right, especially if you're closer to retirement, too, that Mm -hmm. can help. Like some people want to stop working before they hit 65. Then you've got maybe some additional health issues and things before you hit Medicare age. Right. So sometimes the midterm account can be really advantageous, too, for just some flux time, depending on people's situation and what their goals are. Right. 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 So and then there's the long term and then long term. So, again, the way you invest for retirement on the way to retirement in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, people are even living longer. Right. And they're and they're working longer. Right. Um, But when you get within five years of retirement and you're starting to take money out, then you want to shift gears and you want to make sure you're getting prepared. Uh, because there are unexpected economic events out there. We have corrections in the market right. where they could be down negative 10 to negative 20%. We have recessions, which can be down negative 20 to negative 50. Oh, it could take four, ouch. five, six, seven years to gain back. So we want to make sure that we prepare and we are planning ahead to make sure that money's there for retirement. All right. Well, we appreciate our friends from Clear Step Financial coming in today. We're talking about diversification and giving you some ideas of how to uh, appropriately set up your financial buckets. And when we get back, what would we like to cover? Well, we have four other topics that are important for diversification. So we're going to fly through them. We also encourage you to be part of the show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the folks from Clear Step Financial. Welcome back to the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon. You can always get this episode and previous episodes on our website, MyTalk1071.com, keyword Mom Show. You can always contact ClearStep Financial directly by going to their website, ClearStepFinancial.com. And it's always good because you could just set up a free consultation, right? The way right. that you guys, you go, you just have a nice, easy, no pressure conversation. Right. And then just reminding people, again before we go back into the concept of diversification how do you guys normally get paid just for anybody Mm -hmm. out there that's concerned about can i afford to see a financial advisor Mm -hmm. absolutely that's a good question and it's good to explain that to people and so when you sit down and get your auto insurance or your property insurance and so forth you sit down with someone and then they take care of it and then they get paid by that insurance company right that's similar to how we get paid in the financial industry or like how a doctor operates and then the insurance company bills and then the insurance company pays the hospital and then the hospital pays the doctor accordingly so right. all the all of the money goes through our broker dealer Um, And then it gets paid out to us accordingly. And that's a good point. You know, we're fiduciaries. We are we have guidelines, not just guidelines. We have rules we follow uh, that we can market what we what we have under Harbor Investments and Clear Step Financial. So everything goes through our broker dealer, our compliance. And that's how we're regulated as well. But we we have the fiduciary license to be able to make sure we're always doing the right thing for clients. Right, which is mm-hmm. always good to remind people, too, if you're going, oh, wait, if somebody else is paying them, maybe they're only working in the best insur- in- interest of that company mm-hmm. versus in me as the person. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're and not ca- 
captive, right? right? We are not captive to any company. We can market just about anything out there. So we truly can market the best of the best vehicle for the for the right person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like talking about a diversification. It's very, you know, sitting there and going, okay, we made the first steps. We have some investments going on. And then I think the initial feeling is, ah, I'm relieved, set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now you're saying, okay, after a little while, it's okay to go and talk to your your representatives and have them start helping you go, well, where's the best place to set up all of these buckets? Right, right. There might be some ways that maybe a little better option out there that we can talk to them about. And I'm sure that things change. Like I just got Mm -hmm. um, uh, a couple of different emails from some of my investment options that were talking to me about, well, should Mm -hmm. you be concerned? There's a couple of changes in the tax code that you should know about. It's not a big deal. Here's some other things that you used to be able to duck that you can't anymore and you should know. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about now is having different tax buckets. And again, we're not tax advisors, so it's good to have a CPA, have a tax person, have an accountant, but we, we have a number of them that work with us as well. So if that's something people need we can help kind of bridge that gap but from a tax standpoint with your investments there's three different tax buckets Mm -hmm. okay and the first one is keeping like your liquid money your short-term and your midterm money you want to keep it uh, liquid and you want it's going to be taxed every year that's called 1099 we call that 1099 where you get a 1099 on it long-term capital gains short-term capital gains and capital appreciation that you would receive on that mm-hmm. and you get that right from the fund company they they issue the 1099 those are important to keep liquid so you will get a 1099 on that there are vehicles out there though that are more tax favorable okay that some you don't pay federal taxes on the earnings on a year-to-year basis so we do have some programs out there that are more tax favorable, but liquid money you do want to keep liquid and you will get a 1099. Okay. And that's what a midterm count is when we were talking about right. that kind of in-between bucket and also a short term um, because those are fully liquid and those fall into that category. So it can be good in most cases. We have to talk generally, right? For right. most people, it can be good to have money in all these different tax buckets because, again, we're talking diversification. Right. There's There can be good, you know, good reasons to have all these different tax buckets have money taxed in these different ways. Right. And the next the next is tax deferred. Tax deferred would be like a 401k IRA where you're getting a tax break going in. You don't pay taxes going in, right? It comes right. off of your gross income. But then 59 and a half mm-hmm. or older, you're going to pay taxes. Okay. And so that's why we're, you know, I, I don't want to derail you. So is that back to when you start to talk, talking about whether we want to have something that's more on the tax advantage side, like pay the taxes now, because I know what the taxes are now. Right. Well, that would be the next tax bucket. Okay. Because tax deferred means you're not paying taxes today and you're choosing to pay them later. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what taxes are going to be later. Right. So there can be still good reason to do it now. Sometimes people's earnings might be quite a bit higher now than they might be in their retirement years. Um, And sometimes, too, it's, you know, there's different reasons why people would want the deduction now. Right. So that's one that's tax deferred. And so having for for the majority of people, they have the majority of their assets in this bucket because that's where 401ks are. And for most people, that's their biggest retirement asset. Or maybe it became an IRA because they rolled it over. Um, You know, speaking of which people, a lot of times we talk to people and they have old 401ks out there that they haven't done anything with. So that's another reason if you have that situation 
reach out to us. We can help right. you look at that and try and get those in order. Right. Sometimes people have multiple ones, right? Just because the you know life, yeah. right? Because life, yes. Right. So, no so they're sitting there, well, and every right. once in a while you get something in the yeah. mail, and you're like, I'll look at it right. later. And no one's watching those. They're really not being monitored on a daily basis. So. We mm-hmm. have that ability to offer daily, and even if you even if you've moved that into your new four hundred one k, almost yeah. in every circumstance you can move that same money out, and that you still have flexibility with that. Oh, okay. So right. sometimes it can be good if you've moved it in. Sometimes you may want to look at other options. Right. And then the the Roth IRA is the third one. Even people that don't qualify for a Roth contribution, let's say they make more than the income allowed. Yes. Right. So let's say husband and wife, they're over 200000 or maybe single is, is well over 100000 if right. you have a single person and they can't do a Roth. You can actually do a backdoor Roth. Remember oh, that. okay. Mm-hmm. So it means that you put, in, you put money in an IRA, you don't take the deduction, and you immediately that same day convert it to a Roth. So oh, there are options okay. out there, and there's also options inside your 401k mm-hmm. to invest after tax. A lot of more plans, are having tax, okay. right? more plans have 401k right. op, Roth options. So right. that's another thing that we look at for people is how much would it maybe make sense to do out of your contributions into a Roth 401k if that's part of your options within your plan. It's right. just been so difficult for me as someone who came from working at, you know, at a corporate job mm-hmm. to being an independent contractor to right. even remember the terminology has changed right. for myself. Like, <laughs> To yes. stop calling it my 401k. <laughs> I don't have a 401k anymore. Right. I work for me, so there's other alphabet soup letters that yeah, I need right. to call my investment things yes. now. So, do you like how technical I call them my investment things? <laughs> um, so it's, but I think that's part of it is that, mm-hmm. as you guys said, mm-hmm. life happens and right. then trying to keep track of. Even just, okay, should I switch this? Should I not switch it? Is it okay mm-hmm. where it was? Or how quick do I need to move it? Am I mm-hmm. am I going to get penalized because I didn't move it fast enough? And right. just, again, knowing which things I shouldn't panic about as far as the taxes go. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure we'll cover that again as we move into the new year when we actually get to the point where a lot of people are filing their taxes. You guys right. did a great job yeah. last year. Ladies, you did a great job bringing in somebody to actually tell right. us about what we should be concerned about and any mm-hmm. changes yeah. in the tax code. So I, I, I presume we're going to do that again coming up in the new year, and right? And those are specialists mm-hmm. we work with right. you know, mm-hmm. the tax people so uh, when you work with us we do like to work as a group yes. with the different professionals out there yeah so the next form of diversifying so we talked about time frame diversifying it with different time frame buckets we talked about different tax buckets the next wave diversifying is with different asset classes okay right and there's all different asset classes you have the bonds right and then you have equities to make it simple okay so two different asset classes okay and actually a third would be alternatives alternatives is like real estate uh, things that don't correlate with the market. So there's uh, okay. really three different asset classes. Okay. And sometimes, uh, and it depends on where a person's at, their risk tolerance as to how much they use. So if you just go with bonds, there's corporate bonds, there's muni bonds, there's government bonds, there's all different types of bonds, right? Then okay. you go into the equities, which is there's uh, there's a lot of index funds like S&P 500, like your Vanguard, that's a big one. Uh, American funds has a lot of them where you have what international index funds because I do hear like that's one of those things that when I the tail end of the news the, the tail you know that's one of the last things that they sit there and they show you the amazing thing of like the bell ringing and the stock market and things closing and mm-hmm. S&P I hear that but yes. I have no idea what that is how mm-hmm. does that affect me well, they, as an investor they use index funds to compare against other funds okay like you, you've got certain mutual funds out there that might be a growth fund well they might compare that with the S&P 500 index okay right so they use it for comparison people can also invest in those um there's some very good ones out there 
the 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 downside of that is that they're not being monitored or watched. Right? Okay, so you don't have that downside protection in them, but there's there are some very good options out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then when we talk about bonds, what's the difference with those? So those so bonds are varied, just okay. like just like equities are varied, mm-hmm. and bonds. So a person can go and invest in a government bond. Now remember, a bond is where you don't have the ownership. Equities, you have ownership in the different funds through mutual funds or through stocks, right? Okay. You own, mm-hmm. whereas bonds, you're lending money. It's a it's a lending. So you're lending to the government or you're lending to corporate bonds or you're lending to municipalities through municipal bonds. Carla, is that the same thing? Like, I remember that my my grandma would go and buy me a thing like a savings bond right yes, so a right. savings very, bond very common okay right mm-hmm. those you lend money to the government right okay and savings then bonds after a certain amount of time they they're due pay you ba- they, okay they, right they they accrue interest okay right away right whether some are two percent some are three some are four some of the older ones mm-hmm. are a little higher but once they come due you have to watch out because they do not accrue interest after that and they ah. could sit there and be finished. Just sit there. Right, okay. Right. All right. So, you so have if to, you have a stack have of these things from grandma, <laughs> right. they're probably not doing anything anymore. Right. And so sometimes you can actually just cash them in and get up to that date, the accrued interest. Okay. Um, a lot of times people, they don't make sense after a while and there's other ways to invest as well. So those are just options. Okay. In general, in general speaking, bonds are a little bit more conservative, mm-hmm. um, but they still can lose money. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, goodness. And okay. in general, yeah. equities are a little bit more growth or, or you know, you're, you're going to make yeah. a little bit more in general, but yeah. they can also lose more a lot of times than bonds. So right. you can have more upside, also more downside. We have a few more areas of, a, of diversification, though. So see how your portfolio stacks up. And if you have questions or you want to get on our 2020 call list, go to clearstepfinancial.com and send us a note. And we have a we have a phone number, too, if yes. you want to pick up the phone and call. 651-600-0855. And we'll be right back with our friends from Clearstep Financial here on The Mom Show. Thank you.